This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Here she is, the passenger whose seat was punched from behind, igniting a firestorm. Chivalry is dead. What she wants the world to know. Then, Corona mask panic. A teller calls cops after this customer walks into the bank. A lot of people out there are going to say, it's a bank. You can't wear a mask into a bank. And drama at the Harvey Weinstein trial. The DA called him a master of his universe, who saw his female clients as ants he could step on. Plus, I all and Ashley Judd. What happened to actress Ashley Judd? Has treatment for migraine headaches left her almost unrecognizable? Then, after the assassination attempt on two cops, credible threats of new attacks. We can't stand for this. And, hello, hello. Crisis for thousands of brides across America. It was like my worst nightmare. She has just three days to find a new wedding venue. Plus, Valentine's Day warning for college students everywhere. It's freezing outside. So why are these college students dressed like it's summer? And real life love boat. The largest renewal of vows ever on the high seas. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. It is the air travel dispute that's got everybody talking. If your seat reclines, do you need to ask permission of the person behind you to recline it? Now the woman whose video sparked the debate is speaking with Inside Edition. The woman whose seat was turned into a punching bag mid-flight is speaking out today. And new video is emerging of the incident showing that the male passenger not only punched the seat, but also hit it with his open hands like he was playing the bongos, even bopping his head as he hit her seat. How hard was he hitting the back of your seat? Hard. Like, I flew forward several times and then I just kind of leaned forward because I knew it was coming. It happened on a flight from New Orleans to Charlotte when Wendy Williams reclined her seat shortly after takeoff. How did this start? The man behind me asked me to not recline it while he ate. It's something he brought on the plane. And so I left my seat unreclined for a good 10 minutes. After he was done with his meal, she says she reclined the seat again. On the tape, if you listen closely, you can hear him asking her, what's your problem? I don't know. Williams says she summoned a flight attendant, hoping to de-escalate the situation. She went back to him and she whispered something like really kind to him, like, oh, what's wrong, sir? And she said, it is really tight back here. You know, I'm so sorry. And I just thought, 
are we in an alternate universe where <laughs> she was even issued this passenger disturbance notice that reads you should immediately cease if you wish to avoid prosecution and your removal from this aircraft she said i'm not dealing with you anymore handed me that and threatened to have me escorted off the plane Williams says she has a fused vertebrae that gives her a lot of pain, so she needed to recline her seat. The viral video is the talk of the airways. It's my seat. If I want to put it back, I should put it back. You're allowed to recline. That's why the little button so you can recline goes back. And then you're just going to hit a woman's chair for the entire flight. Yeah. Chivalry is dead. You're an asshat. That's terrible. I'm on Thank her you. side. Yeah. We asked Inside Edition Instagram followers what they thought. 71% were on Wendy Williams' side. 29% supported the dude. In other news today, final arguments have been heard in the Harvey Weinstein rape case, where the prosecution made its appeal for the jury to find the disgraced producer guilty of rape. Our Diane McInerney is down at the courthouse. Harvey, you think the trial will make a good movie? The prosecutor in the Harvey Weinstein trial today called the disgraced movie mogul a master of his universe who believed his victims were merely ants that he could step on. Assistant District Attorney Joan Aluzzi delivered an impassioned closing argument, raising her voice as she called Weinstein an abusive rapist and predator. She's creating a lot of drama. She is very articulate but also has the movements to go with it. She's pointing over here. She's walking over here. She's pointing at the defendant and you can't help but follow her along and pay attention. Weinstein appeared agitated in court, fidgeting and repeatedly shaking his head. His defense attorney leaned in and comforted him as the prosecutor continued her closing argument. The women who testified against Weinstein include Sopranos actress Annabella Sciorra, model Lauren Young, and actress Jessica Mann. Focusing on Annabella Sciorra, the prosecutor said the 59-year-old actress battled to stop Weinstein from raping her. She punches and kicks and struggles to get him off. She fought, she kicked, until she couldn't struggle anymore. All her fight is gone. She said that for years, Weinstein relied on his belief that his victims were never going to be strong enough, brave enough, bold enough to tell. Weinstein appeared disheveled, infirm, and unshaven, but the prosecutor warned the jurors that when the alleged crimes occurred, he looked quite different than he does today. Defense attorney Donna Rotuno spoke outside court. This is a case that should be about evidence. It shouldn't be about emotion. It shouldn't be about feelings, and it's not a popularity contest. And in this case, the evidence was all on our side. And one of Weinstein's high-profile high accusers, actress Ashley Judd, is back in the news, all because of a video she made in support of presidential hopeful Elizabeth Warren. But what people are talking about is not the actress's political views. What happened to Ashley Judd? That's what a lot of people are asking after the 51-year-old actress looked puffy in this campaign video for Elizabeth Warren. Hi, y'all. I'm Ashley Judd, and I am so proud to support Elizabeth Warren for president of the United States. Twitter exploded. Ashley Judd's face looks like she used bee stings instead of Botox. Even Superman actor Dean Cain weighed in. I certainly have nothing positive to say, so I'll be quiet. This is what Judd looked like in her heyday, appearing in blockbuster hits like Double Jeopardy. I haven't felt that good in six years. Now she's responding to the critics, calling them misogynistic savages. Judd explains in a Facebook posting that she suffers from siege migraines. Have I had Botox? It is a standard treatment for the ailment that I experience. My union insurance pays for 31 injections every 12 weeks, she writes, 
My last siege migraine lasted a grueling four and a half months. What exactly is a siege migraine? Siege migraine is not a medical term, but it probably means that she's having status migranosis. So status migranosis is a migraine that's been going on for more than 72 hours. It's not the first time Judd's puffy face has come under scrutiny. In 2012, she said her face blew up as a result of taking the steroid prednisone for a sinus infection. Hi, y'all. I'm Ashley Judd. As more people resort to wearing masks to stay safe from the coronavirus, we might see situations like this. A woman went to the bank, and after she wouldn't take her mask off, she says the teller hit the panic button. Stephen Fabian has the rest of the story. A bank teller called the cops on this woman because she was wearing a protective face mask. She says the teller hit the panic button, sending the bank into lockdown till officers arrived to sort it all out. Why can't I wear this? What is so threatening? about my mask. 31-year-old Amanda Ullman says she wears a mask all the time because she gets sick easily, a concern in these days of the coronavirus crisis. Why did you choose that mask? I wanted to make it a little more cheerful and playful for my, you know, unfortunate situation. It's a smile. Ullman says the trouble happened when she entered the bank in Dearborn, Michigan. A teller immediately asked her to take off the mask. She refused. Why not just take it off for that short amount of time that you were inside the bank? Because there's germs and bacteria everywhere, Stephen. Everybody knows that. They are now calling the cops on her. Allman's boyfriend shot this video through the door as she stood with her hands behind her back, waiting for cops. He couldn't get inside because the doors had been automatically locked. She's not threatening anybody. She's not doing anything. She's trying to protect herself against getting sick. The first officer arrives and is buzzed in. Allman tells her boyfriend what a bank official is doing. What did they say? Then another police officer arrives. Only then, Allman says, was she allowed to leave. Allman, who says she has a compromised immune system, was not charged. It seems like wearing the mask and protecting yourself is extremely important to you. Would you even be willing to take the mask off right now, even for just like five seconds? You might want to get a close up on it, but, you know. Ms. Ullman says she agreed to pull the mask down because she's wearing special air filter plugs in her nose. The bank says it is their policy to ask for the brief removal of anything that blocks the face for safety reasons. A sea of blue as New York City cops stand up for one another in the face of what authorities call a credible threat. As Lestrent reports, the warning comes following a rash of attacks on police officers. It's a massive show of support by the men and women in blue as the suspect accused in the attempted assassination of two NYPD officers is arraigned. It comes the same day as this dire warning was posted in all precincts in the city. Investigative units have received a credible threat of an individual that may attempt to shoot an NYPD MOS or member of the service. NYPD Brass is urging officers to stay alert. Police are also enhancing security at every station house in the city, especially the 41st Precinct here in the Bronx, which was the scene just five days ago of a terrifying shootout between law enforcement and the suspect. Robert Williams allegedly burst into the precinct and opened fire. A pitched gun battle ensued. Williams was taken into custody after he ran out of bullets. Cops say he is the same perpetrator who ambushed two cops the night before. Officer Paul Straffolino, who was struck by a bullet in the neck and chin, was released from the hospital to a chorus of cheers earlier this week. 
Lieutenant Jose Gatro was shot at the precinct. He too got a hero's reception when he was released. For many, it seems police are under siege. Oh my God! This notorious video shows officers keeping their cool after being drenched with water. These two cops returned to their patrol car last Halloween to find it covered with boxes. Now, though, they're facing a far more serious threat, says police union president Patrick Lynch. We deal with those threats on a regular basis, but we do need the community's help. When you hear something, please let the police know. NYPD has made no comments beyond saying no one's in custody in connection with the threats. On a much lighter note, there is nothing like having a child to keep you humble. Just ask Carrie Underwood. Her kid thinks she's really good at laundry. Carrie Underwood's son has no idea his mom is a famous pop star. The singer posted this image of her four-year-old son Isaiah's schoolwork. Just look at the answers. I think my mom is 70 years old, he says. My mom's job is wash the laundry, and my mom is really good at folding laundry. So, apparently, I'm 70 and I'm really good at doing the laundry, Carrie joked on Instagram. And they're the jilted brides left high and dry, not by a skittish groom, but by the venue they book for their weddings and receptions. An estimated 3,000 couples are now scrambling after the sudden closure of a large chain of wedding halls. I just cannot wait to marry him. Rachel Ole was set to tie the knot this weekend. I have my Cinderella shoes for my big day. But she was crushed when she got a shocking email from the wedding venue. The email said your event will not be taking place. The venue, Noah's, had canceled weddings at all 32 locations in 20 states across the USA, claiming that the bankruptcy court had directed the company to cease operations immediately. It was like my worst nightmare. Rachel's fiance, Sean. I didn't know what to think. I was completely speechless. You have reached Noah's of Madison event venue. We're sorry that we missed your call. Rachel went down to Noah's outside Orlando to see for herself. Hello? Hello? With the wedding just days away and 170 guests coming, the couple frantically searched the internet for a new venue. They said they were sorry and they wish us luck. Rachel had a sinking feeling that her wedding wasn't going to happen. Thousands of brides were searching and heartbroken and frozen. Then wedding planners Emma Dornith and Carissa Burns came to the rescue. Yes, yes. They found the perfect venue, Highland Manor. Rachel and Sean's wedding would go on as planned. Those two girls were angels sent down from above to help make this day still happen. If that isn't a sign that we're meant to be together, I don't know what is. Well, that's a nice way to look at it. An attorney for Noah says the customers are entitled to a refund. Says there's just not much in the way of funds to repay them. And maybe you got chocolate or roses for your Valentine's Day. But if you work for Delta Airlines, you got your share of $1.6 billion. Happy Valentine's Day. These Delta employees are about to receive an amazing Valentine's Day gift. With an enormous red thank you painted on a jet, Delta Airlines announced it's giving its workers a $1.6 billion bonus. That's billion with a B. 
Thank you, everyone. CEO Ed Bastian delivered the good news in Atlanta. Valentine's Day to us now is not red, it's green. The Valentine's Day love will be spread out among 90,000 Delta employees, each getting an extra two months' pay. Pretty sweet. No surprise that Delta has made the list of best places to work. Next. Valentine's Day warning for college students everywhere. It's freezing outside. So why are these college students dressed like it's summer? And Real Life Love Boat, the largest renewal of vows ever on the high seas. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. Much of the country's in a deep freeze, which prompts Lisa Guerrero to sound a warning. If you're going out on Valentine's Day, put on your coat. I have my sweatshirt. It's freezing out, but you'd never know it by how these college students are dressed for a night out on the town. It's cold, but you bite the bullet and just go. By day, we saw most students at the University of Vermont bundled up with hats, gloves, and thick coats. But at night, it was a different story. It feels good yeah. <laughs> right now. This is warm for us. I'll literally have females stand in front of me shivering with a tank top on. I'm like, what are you doing? Where's your jacket? But what some of these students probably don't realize is that a fun night out can quickly turn tragic. When temperatures drop, hypothermia can quickly set in. I miss his laugh. <laughs> Dorothy Connor is still grieving for her son, a University of Vermont freshman who died last year of hypothermia after a night of partying. Surveillance cameras caught her son's last moments. It was minus 35 with the wind chill. He had a coat, but no hat or gloves. He had maybe 10 to 15 minutes to get where he needed to be. With time running out, Connor came to a fence. But when Connor couldn't climb it, he laid down in the snow, exhausted. We have a car. He believes he's found someone who's uh, passed away in the snow. Buddy, can you hear me? Police found him the next morning, but it was already too late. This is not the place that I would want my son to pass away alone behind a dumpster in a snowbank. Dorothy now travels to different schools, sharing her son's story and an important message for students. Don't go out without a coat on. Look, I'm so warm. I'm so warm and toasty now. Thank you. Thank you. Connor's mother hopes everyone will remember if you are out with friends, make sure they get safely home. When we come back, all aboard a real-life love boat. Exciting. It's a real-life love boat leaving port just in time for Valentine's Day. It's the real-life love boat. Only Inside Edition is there as hundreds of couples attempt to set a new world record for largest renewal of vows on the high seas. Connie and Don Weber have been married 25 years. It's like, sure, let's do it. Yeah, do it. Beth and Ralph Weinstein are celebrating 50 years of marriage. It's a wonderful thing to do. <laughs> These 90-year-olds are marking 70 years of wedded bliss. Captain Craig Street of the Royal Princess will officiate. Hopefully the larger, the better. Before the mass ceremony, we asked, what's the secret to a lasting marriage? Falling in love over and over again. I say yes, dear, all the time. <laughs> Finally, it's go time. All these couples gather on the upper deck. And we're gathered here for a very special reason. Today, I renew that promise and accept you to myself as one of the greatest gifts in my life. Congratulations. 
Well, they did set a world record. One, a total of 1,452 couples renewed their vows at the same time in big ceremonies on three separate cruise ships. And when we come back, love really is in the air, way, way up in the air. Finally, on Valentine's Day, a proposal that's out of this world. An Air Force pilot attaches an engagement ring to a weather balloon and launches it into the sky above. The ring goes high above the clouds into the outer fringes of the atmosphere. At 96,000 feet, the balloon pops. The ring plummets to earth and lands in a cornfield in Missouri. And now Marie Lisman is in for a huge surprise. Her boyfriend, Captain Stu Shippey, is on bended knee with a real diamond ring. Turns out the ring sent into space was a decoy. Speaking of engagements, Inside Edition's Diane McInerney just said yes to her boyfriend, former Eagles lead guitarist Don Felder. He proposed on the beach in Malibu, where he co-composed the classic Hotel California. And congrats, Diane, to you and Don. That is Inside Edition for today. We thank you so much for watching. Happy Valentine's Day. We'll see you next time. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Inside Edition ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious, satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready for an all-new season of Survivor? You better be, because Survivor 46 is here, and it's 90 minutes of twists and turns you don't want to miss. Better yet, after each episode, there's a brand new episode of On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. Each week, we go behind the scenes of the episode's biggest moments, taking you into the how and the why things happened. And this season, we're very lucky to be joined by an expert, the winner of Survivor 45, Devaya Daris. What is up? I'm thrilled to be joining this team and to be giving you my take on how and the why players made the moves they did, what it takes to outwit, outplay, and outlast, and to ask Jeff some questions because... Even after 26 days out there, there is still a lot for me to uncover. Bring it, D. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast.